cartoon commentary is not intended for children. Tom, Keith, and Corey are usually wrong, and anything they say can and probably will offend you. Apologies in advance. Commence the podcast. Cartoon commentary. No. Probably not. We're recording. Just because this room is going to be way too Should we do what we normally do? How's our levels? Good. Okay. <laughs> yeah, let's fuck it up again. Yeah. And now. Are the le- are, are the levels good? Okay. All right, I good. think they're good, guys. Good, very good. Okay. Keith, what's your what's your uh, number at? What? What do you mean my number? His sleep number? <laughs> 100? Oh, yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ, isn't that complicated? I was, I was like, are you hitting on me? What's your number? Um, <laughs> yeah, baby. Did Seven, I do something for you? Seven, Did you get a little tingle? I, you know, I felt Keith, a little... give us your number. I felt a little tingly, <laughs> a, little, Keith, a little fuzzy. What's your number? What's... <laughs> um, seven. That's hot. So... <laughs> <laughs> So, um, so what we're going to find is that we wish that it was probably 100, even though my ears are going to hate it. No, I'm always at 78. I I put it at 78 every (laughs) single time. It's just, yeah. But did you listen to the last episode? No, I didn't yet. (laughs) Like, was I, we literally, there, there's a point where at the beginning where we do the sound check, quote unquote, (laughs) And it's like, uh, I'll, I'll do my best rendition of it. How is our levels, is what I say. And then you hear Keith. Oh, it sounds like we're pretty good. And then you hear Tom. How do I sound? <laughs> How do I sound? Oh, we sound good. All right. Checks out. <laughs> and, and from that point, like, me, as the person who is part partly responsible for creating this podcast wanted to turn it the fuck off because i was just like (laughs) like oh my god i can't do this the whole episode but it ends up getting better but it's like peaks and valleys yeah i don't know like uh i guess mine could go up i think based on the levels that i'm saying mine can go up Mm. just slightly compared to how you guys were just talking but it's one of those things like i've I feel like your mic, well, I'm assuming your and my mic are pretty steady with where they're at as long as we're talking into them correctly. Yeah. Tom's mic, regardless of what mic he uses, seems to have the largest range where it's like he's either like really low like a mouse or he's the reason I'm ripping my headphones out. Well, because Corey, I... Corey, th- how many mice do you know that talk? <laughs> I think that... Um, about three? Okay. I think one that... of them only speaks Spanish, though. Oh, you know, Andale, Arriba. <laughs> no, he oh. yells. He See, yells. So a mouse isn't really a good uh, comparison, then. Hmm. I think. Well, uh, yeah, but if he yells, it's really loud. But then when he talks, it's like. Uh, yeah. You know, Tom's problem. What's my problem, Keith? This is an intervention. Is that he had the he had the mic like me and you, Corey. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And then the and then he got the lapel mic because 
I'm I'm back to the regular let's, mic. Let's no, yeah, but let's. Well, this is I'm explaining last week. Not <laughs> we're this week. I thought you were telling. So, I thought you were saying no to me right now. I'm like, no, no seriously, he, he I'm not using mic. it. Well, he got the lapel mic though because the regular mic is too. It's too big to fit in his his ass. Um, well, so so we got the lapel mic to to that's really what you guys do it here to nicely right? tune up there. And yeah, the pro- well, the, no, the real problem <laughs> is is that when Tom doesn't have his head up his ass he sounds really quiet because the microphone is up his ass so he needs to make sure that he's talking into his asshole directly Ooh, i don't know if i could do that without how would he do back. that with his back oh, yeah that's that's uh you have to use a a combination of a megaphone and two tin cans tied together with a, a piece of string I was just going to say, maybe I'll get some walkie-talkies. Ooh, some rocky-talkies? Rocky-talkies, yeah. I'll put one up my butt and <laughs> use just... the other to talk. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's just awkward. I'm just imagining you going to the doctor and then just being like, Tom. I'm a podcaster, Doc. Why do you have a rock in your butt? And you're, and you're just <laughs> like, I'm a scientist. And they're like, oh, I've heard about you, geologist. You're weird. No, I'd just be like, you know, I'm from Cartoon Commentary. And he'll just be like, oh, I get it. I, I used to be one of your biggest fans till Keith started making well, fun of Italians. To be totally honest, after <laughs> watching the episode that we have this week, um, <laughs> I can imagine him being like, yeah, I heard that episode. You guys are weird. You mm. know you like that episode. Uh, in a weird this was a, way. This was a new experience for Keith, I guarantee it. You know, I had I had some ups and downs. I'm, oh, I'm not I don't lie. need to know what's going on in your pants, Keith. <laughs> hey, hey. I don't need the play-by-play. <laughs> I wasn't even talking about that, but sure. I mean, I guess that kind of makes sense, too. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, what's up, Internet? Welcome to Cartoon Commentary, a podcast where three zombies in their 30s talk about old, new, and tonight perverted cartoons i'm Corey, the dude or his dudeness or duder or el duderino if you're not into the whole brevity thing zamir wait i i can't even function because i think <laughs> i think i know what that means i think that means Corey finally watched the movie oh god damn oh, yeah i did god okay. damn Wait, 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 hold on. Okay, let's not get off track. Uh, I'm Tom, the genius magical garment girl O'Connell. Well, I'm on Corey's wavelength, so I'm Keith. Does anybody care about the fucking rules? Barnofsky. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Oh, man. That was a little bit of a Lebowski intro because Corey watched the big Lebowski finally? Yeah, this is another reason why our listeners are going to have to kind of bear with us and listen to the show in order uh <laughs> these guys were on my ass the other podcast i don't remember which episode it was it was like, probably like a month ago like technically like the last 10 years but whatever true 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 uh about watching the big lebowski and for the last year and a half i've had the dvd in my possession usually within eyesight as we're talking about me watching it and I figured I would finally get it out of the way. Uh, 
watched it on my PS2, which I got to say is probably the worst way to watch a DVD. Uh, I remember the PS2 was my first DVD player ever, and mm, I remember watching uh, Attack of the Clones on it back in the day, and I was just like, wow, this is really dark. Like, why is the lighting so bad? And I kind of got that again last week when I watched uh, The Big Lebowski. I guess PS2s are just like one of the worst DVD players out there, maybe. <laughs> uh, it's just really, really dark. Um, I don't think I'm as into the movie as you guys, and I had to do a whole bunch of like looking into summaries of it after I watched it just to figure out like what I missed, what the hell happened. Because I remember the movie ended and I was just like, oh, so it's one of those movies that doesn't have a conclusion. Well, the the dude gets a new rug. Yeah. Okay, but like, while I was watching it, it was so confusing as far as like, so what really did happen to the girl? Like, because they, they insinuate things that could have happened so often... True. That they never, like, specifically say, oh, no, she went back to live with her family in, like, whatever flyover uh, flyover uh, state that was. Yeah. yeah. But they never say, like, yes, we've confirmed this is exactly what happened. So I was just like, wait, so we just never see her again? Wait, are we talking about Bunny? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we see Bunny, like, scattered throughout the film, though. There, there's just very quick, like, cutscenes. Like, there's one, it's right after the Jackie Treehorn, when uh, the dude's at Jackie Treehorn, uh, when he gets knocked out. Uh, I think they show a clip. Uh, they're playing an Elvis song, uh, Viva Las Vegas, and it's, it's Bunny driving a convertible, and she zips mm. past. You only see her for like, like her face for a split second, and then it pans down towards her foot, and you can see she still has all her toes. Yeah, definitely missed that with one viewing. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, this also, is a... her driving a car doesn't really explain what happened. True. Well, she ends up crashing the car at the Big Lebowski's house at the end. The same convertible that you saw in the middle of the movie. She crashes and she's back because uh, she decided... Okay, so what, yeah. we, what we've definitely now witnessed here firsthand is not exactly a movie you can see once and get the full gist of. Well, especially if you're talking to two people that have probably seen it, like, dozens of times. Yeah, mm -hmm. like, what you're, what you're basically at the level of is... Like, when I'm watching A New Hope and I'm, like, being like, oh, here's the part where the stormtrooper hits his head. Yep, exactly. Oh, <laughs> he, oh here's the scene where Darth Vader's chest plate is on upside down. You know, like, <laughs> that level of nerdery. Yeah, no, exactly. Which is, I don't know about you, Tom, but it's pretty amazing for me because I would say that I've seen the movie maybe a couple times sober, but there was, like, the majority of times that I've seen The Big Lebowski... I was drinking white Russians while watching it. So the fact that I remember um, anything about it is, is pretty astounding in, in my own opinion, if I want to mm. really just pat myself on the back. Yeah, don't don't break your arm jerking yourself off. <laughs> what? Uh, Tom, <laughs> how would I break my arm doing that? <laughs> it's, it's such a fluid, you know, everyday motion. I... I you know, when you just do it so rigorously and, oh. and hard mm. because, you know, you really... Because that's what I'm yeah. into? Well, you Is know, that... 
It's like patting yourself on the back he just, that hard. He huh? just, for him to feel <laughs> anything, he just needs to punch himself yeah. in the crotch repeatedly. It's true. Yep. true. <laughs> so <laughs> this week we're actually talking about is this a zombie? Mm -hmm. uh, which Tom decided to pick in response to us watching uh, Cardcaptor Sakura last week. Well, this honestly, when going into this, honestly knew it was an anime because we were going to watch it on Funimation. But uh, oh yeah, by the way, Funimation. Um, damn it, I don't want to be sponsored by Funimation at some point. No, just just because their website is so bad. It is oh, so bad. The, the free, so bad. Yeah, the free version. Oh uh, my god. Yeah. yeah, that is. It got rough. If you, I watch, think I watched more ads than oh, yeah. I watched anime. Yeah. If you want to yeah. watch, if you want to watch a twenty-minute show in forty minutes, Funimation, you are the the king. Yeah. You yeah. are the cream of the crop. Well, cream of the, the crop. <laughs> that's the reason we're supposed to pay for the subscription, because then we don't have to deal with that shit. But, no, I'm well, just never going to watch anything on Funimation yeah, no, ever again. That's probably, <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd rather find it on YouTube and watch it the illegal way, to be honest with you. Um, <laughs> Which just we don't endorse. I, no, I endorse it when it comes to Funimation. They can S-A-D. Um, so <laughs> there goes our future sponsors and fans. Yeah, I, I already said it was it was Yo, not if they gonna give work us free, out. If they give us free premium accounts, one for each of us, then we will tone that feeling back to neutral. We're not gonna say it's a buy, mm. but we'll 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 say you know what, Funimation, you're all right. Yeah, but so I ended up watching this in. Well, I I tried to watch it dubbed because i figured that's the way tom would watch it and thus i wanted to you know have the most complete like experience as to like what you guys would end up watching and i couldn't i could not watch this dubbed it just seemed off like I... when you're watching something in that in my opinion is so japanese like we're talking about japanese like um school uh home life, like, very Japanese stuff. I, I can't watch it dubbed. I watched it dubbed, but I had the subtitles on, which, well, they were automatically on, and I was not really paying attention to the dub, and I just really read the subtitles. Um, and I think, I don't know, I think for the most part they did match. Um, I don't know if, yeah. like, all the yeah. same inflection. Uh, yeah, I, I had them, uh, I had both the subtitles and listening to it so they, yeah they like i the most part i switched over when he started talking about the weather because i was just like that was a really weird way to say that let me see if that's what they actually said and then of course funimation was just like oh so you've watched approximately 30 seconds of our show and you want to switch to japanese audio you're gonna need to watch about four minutes more of ads oh thank you Honestly, most of my ads were within the first 50% of the show. I think I had four ad breaks in the first 50% of the show, and then wait, two wait, ad wait, breaks wait, wait, wait. in the second 50%. When were you guys watching this? Earlier today. Earlier today. Like what time? Specifically. Uh, four something. Oh, for fuck's uh, sake. Mine, mine was at like 
to two thirty. All right. Well, that would explain why you were both getting so many commercials. Because I was, I watched the episode like three times. Once, just <laughs> all the way through. Once I had it playing in the background while I was doing work, and then the third time I was going to take real notes. And I got pissed because the third time, all of a sudden, in the middle of the show, it switched to Japanese, and I'm like, "Son of a bitch!" I <laughs> got him. <laughs> so I think the reason why we were getting so many ads was because multiple people were using the same uh, account to watch something mm. at the same time, yeah, and that would do. It. That would probably do it. And I also jumped back a few times because I, I, especially the third time when it when it was in Japanese, like I scrolled back you know, a few times because I missed a, a couple notes I wanted to take. So, and all of a sudden it reset with the commercials. I'm like, it's not supposed to do that. I can only imagine if they actually, well, it's probably such a blip on the statistics, whatever. But if somebody mm. on Funimation like got their user statistics, they'd be like, wow, this one account <laughs> signed up for the free version to watch this one episode of this one show seven times. <laughs> and like, <laughs> Four or no, how many is that? Like six of those times they were watching it in two different locations at the same time <laughs> from two different IP sources. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, and then what they, was this person uh, doing? Well, then they, they immediately checked to see what show it was. And they're just like, it must have some boobs in it, right? And then they're just like, wait, no, it's, it's not oh. unedited. What are they doing? <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's a couple like underwear crotch shots. Yeah, a gratuitous yeah. amount. Like, yeah, a little creepy, but yeah, it's a little weird. But I, I think it's kind of countered, counterbalanced with the fact that they they do that also for the the guy in the magical. I think garment. it's like the same exact scene, like the same shot. You know, <laughs> like did they even change anything? There was there was no bulge, so. Yeah, so they they just do it. They they use the exact same thing, uh, so really, you get to wait, feel wait, weird wait, wait, about we're, it. We're gonna get Someone there. was not looking. We're, we're gonna, there was a bulge. We're gonna, but we'll get there. We're gonna All get right. there. All right. Tom apparently was like zoomed in for the bulge. Well, apparently I'm the only one that watched it three times. So that's true. I watched that's it true. once. He caught. He yeah. got. He caught the stormtrooper in the underwear. <laughs> mm. Yeah, that's it. He. <laughs> He caught the bunny crashing the car in the underwear. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Um, yeah, so uh, this week I picked the episode um, of the show Is This a Zombie? Uh, episode one. Yes, I'm a magical garment girl. Which, uh, by the way, when, when we started watching and that was the name of the episode, I was like, oh, I'm in for some shit, huh? <laughs> like... <laughs> The, the name of the show is Is This a Zombie? I was like, oh, we're watching like a zombie anime. Cool. And then it was, yes, I'm a magical garment girl. I was like, what the? That's... I don't even know what to expect out of this. Well, after I... we... Oh, sorry. I feel like there's some kind of weird translation that's happening here where <laughs> they're saying magical girl and then they're throat like they're, they're translating garment in there. As like some sort of like mistranslation because they're saying it the same way, in my opinion, that you would just say magical girl mm -hmm. in in Japanese. So it's like I feel like when they translated it to further specify, they're just like magical 
no, garment girl. No, I think it's I think it's accurate though because she when she activates her powers, it dresses her in these like. Yeah, yeah. So what you're doing is you're explaining what's happening on the screen, but what I'm saying is the actual words they're saying. It's it's like saying, um, an explorer of the deep, and instead you're translating it into a deep underwater explorer. Uh, gotcha. But you're saying the exact same words kind of thing. Yeah, <laughs> like... it's, it's like a little, yeah, no, I get it. It's the same line, it's just not the correct, like... Like, they're just translating an extra word in there because it works for their show. Well, I wonder if there's a word in Japanese for the phrase, like, the, that translates into the phrase in English of garment girl. If there is, there must be, it must be so short that it's easy to miss when they say it, because, wow. Yeah. Anyway, Tom. (laughs) Well, the problem is, is like, um, it, it could have been like Um, girl, girl with a magical fucking chainsaw, but like that was too long. If you want to know, it's, it's actually a pun because in the Japanese version, it's, they're not saying magical girl. It, they're, they're saying something very close to magical girl, but it translates to magical garment girl. So they are actually saying Magical Garment Girl in Japanese as a pun to make fun of, you know, normal Magical Girl genre stuff. Uh, so they actually do translate it right into English because it's supposed to be making fun of the genre, you know, Magical oh. Girl. But they, they mock it by throwing in the, the garment thing, you know, so they're not. Yeah. So how do you say Magical Garment Girl in Japanese then? Oh, don't ask me. Don't ask me that. Well, but, well no, but I, don't, I don't think you're understanding what I'm saying. Like, no, I... Like, so, Mao Shoujo would be Magical Girl. Yes. And that's what they're saying, but they're when they translate it, they're saying Magical Garment Girl. Okay, okay, wait. Uh, Mao... Okay, so... The like, they're not throwing an extra word in there. <laughs> phonetically would be spelt M-A-H-O space S-H-O-J-O. The way they're saying it in the show, the Japanese pun is M-A-S-U, and then shoujo. So it's almost the same, like it's the same number of letters, it's almost the same sounding word, it's just one syllable. Instead of ho, it's show, shu, show. I don't know, I don't speak Japanese. Oh, so, so it's just like a phonetical thing? Yeah, where, yeah, it's just like, a pun. It's different in writing, but not in pronunciation? Oh, I don't know if it's... If, I don't know. I can't. I can't pronounce, and I don't know Japanese. I'm just reading the Wikipedia explaining the difference between those two words in Japanese and how it's supposed to be a pun. They're purposely saying "magical garment girl" instead of "magical girl" because it's supposed hmm. to be a joke in Japanese. But I mean, it. You know. Anyway. Yeah. Anyhow. So. Uh, yeah, I picked this episode oh, just because nope, we I watched... found it. Sorry. I'm going to break the stride again. It's a magically ornamented girl is the direct translation. Ah, okay. But we use garment because it's like she transforms and she puts on a bunch of clothes, which are garments. It's magically ornamented girl. So she's got like Christmas ornaments on her. Tinsel. Sure. (laughs) And a chainsaw. And a chainsaw. chainsaw. You don't hang a chainsaw on your Christmas tree? How do you, I do now. Right after you chop it down with a chainsaw, you gotta like, you know, it's like you you chop down that tree, you hang up the chainsaw on it, so that way all the other trees know 
Not to fuck, not with, to you, fuck with you. Right? Mm. Yeah. Sure. That's what Christmas is all about. Mm-hmm. Sorry, but, Tom. Um, Continue. Anyhow, yeah, so I picked the show because it's a parody or a comedy that makes fun of uh, several genres, I guess. Uh, the Most notably, the magical girl genre. Um, and I guess I'll just start off by explaining what happens. So um, we start the show off uh, by being introduced to IMA, or I'm sorry, uh, Ayamu Ayakawa. I think I pronounced that correctly, and I, I apologize for my terrible pronunciations of words anyhow, but uh, we're introduced to him. Uh, he's gloomily walking down the stairs of his house, and uh, on his way out, he he says goodbye to a girl that's clad in some sort of purple uh dress that also has some armor she's got like it. level five raid gear on yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you know he just passes her and says he's heading to school and he'd see her later and he just walks by and she doesn't say anything um you do notice she has a notepad that she writes on i think she might have written what goodbye on it she wrote goodbye i don't know yeah. but uh yeah so anyhow, uh, he heads to school, and while he's there, he starts to lament over how his easier days are behind him uh, while looking around at his classmates, how they're all carefree, laughing, having fun. He's just sitting there sulking, and um, then his best friend sort of interrupts uh, his inner monologue to ask him for physics notes. Uh, so basically what we're getting is he seems to be a normal high school kid, and... and He's just kind of depressed or, or kind of gloomy. Um, seems to be a normal kid, but uh, then we, we cut to him walking home. And this and this this was what hooked you, Tom, wasn't it? It was like you were like, oh, let me give this show a shot. And then the main character is like, yes, here's my pristine physics notes. And you were like, <laughs> that's it. I'm watching this. Forever. All right, I'm gonna. Yeah, I, I will be honest, Keith. When he said, "Do you have Do you have the physics notes?" I went. Ah, oh, he said physics. So even if this show turns out to be really, really bad, I got to watch the whole episode. There you go. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, we, we watch him. And again, he's talking about how things have changed. And he's talking about all the weird things that are in the world, like magic and, and demons. And uh, while he's thinking about this, all of a sudden he sees a kitten that's about to get run over by a truck. And uh, like a hero... He goes, he dives in front of the truck to save this kitten, which he does. But in the process, he gets slammed as hard as anyone could get slammed by a truck, which sends him through the air, spinning, which all his clothes get thrown off. Uh, so he's naked through the air. Uh, and that's when we learn that he can't die now because he's actually a zombie. Well, so this the thing is, this, this kind of sunk the hook into me because he, he like... <laughs> He's going to go save this kitten. And you're just like, this kid's going to die. And he dives in front of the truck, grabs mm -hmm. the kitten, and right in like time slows down. And right before the truck hits him, he says, don't worry, I'm a zombie. And does like a cutesy, like Japanese, like smiley face. And then bam, gets hit. And I was like, right on. This, like, <laughs> this zombie likes cats. And for some reason, I'm jiving with that. And then it was hilarity because when he flies through the air, like you said, and he loses his clothes, they are creatively masking his genitals by <laughs> using like the, the guy's toupee, the guys to yes. the old guy's toupee that was walking down the street. They also use like the, uh, um, I don't know what they call it. It's like the kit uh, the lens flare. 
from like yes, the, the yep, sun yeah. that's in the background. The Michael Bay lens flare. <laughs> yes. Yes. So like they use that. Like it's you know it. And then he's like, some girls see him as he's flying through the air, and he's like, "I'm not a pervert. Don't look at my junk." Yeah. <laughs> like, so which... Keith, what? Oh, you watched it in English. Didn't yeah. You? I did. So one thing you'll notice if uh, you watch it in Japanese is. The word for pervert is hentai. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I didn't... Uh, one, one thing I thought was really funny about this uh, is I was assuming this was going to be how he dies and then he, you know, I thought this was like the origin story. <laughs> yeah. I didn't realize he was already a zombie. So I thought like, oh, so he died trying to save a cat. Someone's going to revive him to be a zombie, and that's when we're going to mm. get the start of the show. Instead, they're just like, oh, no, that shit already happened. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we're just, this is just a day in his life now. Yeah. I actually like that, that it, the, the first episode wasn't instantly an origins story, because we kind of see that with a lot of the other series. Um, yeah, this one, I feel... It, I, I f- it comes up later, but yeah. I feel like regular... I say regular. American <laughs> cartoons seem to want to like lay the origin out like yeah. starting with episode one. And mm-hmm. I feel like the more we watch um Japanese anime weird mm. way for me to say that. Uh <laughs> it's called we'll J- see it's called Japanime. Japan Japanimation. Like it's the <laughs> early nineties. Um yeah. I feel like they kind of cut to the chase a little bit more and then bury the lead. Like, look at Black Butler. You don't really get... Even in episode one, you don't True. get an explanation yeah. on what exactly is going on. Yeah, yeah. You know, I feel like that's... It's a great way of doing things to a certain extent. If you like... if Because the thing is, if you already like that genre, you don't need all the explanations and they literally just throw you into, like, the thick of it. And they get you, like into this storyline where it's like, yeah, you got to do like a little bit of like mental uh, catch up potentially to like, Mm -hmm. you know, you have to pay closer attention, but by forcing you to pay closer attention, they're also giving you way more content. Things are moving faster. They're introducing more characters. They're introducing Mm. uh, just more catalysts and obstacles to the main characters. And I feel like when they do that, I don't know, like, just like watching this and watching black Black butler both of those shows like i just felt like at the end of it i was like i kind of want to see the next episode because this show's Mm. just like it moves like it yeah one thing one thing i would say is when they do use this storytelling technique uh instead of just having what happens next to look forward to you also look forward to having them reveal what happened yes yes to explain like how they got to this point in the first place. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. in in the case of like something like uh, Card Captor Sakura, where you're obviously only looking forward as far as like what happens next, because you you already know everything that happened. There's nothing mm-hmm. that happened before episode one that's pertinent to the series, you know. Mm-hmm. So so I, I actually kind of like this storytelling for that for that reason because mm-hmm. you you need you know multiple things to keep people hooked on yeah. certain things you know yeah, absolutely. i agree i agree yeah and um you know that actually reminds me because starting with the next scene um you know uh iamu 
arrives home uh, to find Euclid Healthsythe. That was the name of the, the girl in the purple dress and battle armor. Uh, she's waiting for him at home to cook him dinner. Um, and when he first enters the house, you know, and he, she writes him a note saying she's hungry, blah, blah, blah. You know, he, he goes into this fantasy mode where he imagines her speaking to him really cute and you know asking him to cook and then make a bath for her and blah 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 and he gets real pervy um <laughs> yeah the, no but he clearly stated earlier that he's not a pervert i know it's funny mm. because like to everyone else in the universe he doesn't want to be a perv and he's not a perv too but like this girl he has a crush on but that's and, but, but the thing yeah. is that's accurate though he's putting so much effort in to try to not be a pervert it's because he's a pervert yeah right um I mean, kind of. I mean, we all are. But, you know. <laughs> well, I mean, how uh, else would we do this show? Well, yeah. It's very true. Yeah, yeah that's that's true. Um, but <laughs> what I was going to say, the interesting thing, like, you know, we're introduced to this character, but we know nothing about her background story. She's like one of the three main characters that we deal with during this whole episode, and we have no idea anything about her. And it's, it's one of those things that's cool because over time you learn about her and you, you find out why she doesn't speak and you find out why he imagines her voice well, that's, like that. And it's, that's, it's really cool. That's um, definitely part of the crazy part is because like mm. uh, from the first time, the first scene that she was in, it was like he was leaving the house. It was so quick. Mm. I didn't put together that she doesn't speak. Mm -hmm. So like when mm. he arrives back home and she's writing stuff down and pointing to it, mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, she doesn't speak. Mm. And like so it's like it's unfolding and i'm like they're not giving me why and also mm. she she kind of makes some demands of like a like a five course meal or some shit oh like yeah she's, she's she's like you're giving me a great freaking dinner like mm -hmm. get at it bro i don't care yep. that you got hit by a truck and mm. he basically just complies with that because uh, as we learn through the course of him cooking and then making dinner uh, that he died before and the only reason he's breathing again is because this woman has brought him back to life she resurrected him uh, as a zombie as they call it but even though they call it a zombie it doesn't mean he's undead and he's rotting it's just more or less like I guess their version of a zombie is someone who is immortal uh, because he can get hurt pretty bad, and he just yeah. he slowly regenerates, uh, basically. And, it, and that um, actually kind of really makes the title of this anime make sense. Because hmm. you are asking the question, is this a zombie? Oh, wow. Yeah, you're right. Because yeah. yep. like, yeah. he's not after brains. He's not, you know, hmm. walking yeah. really slow. He, like, they kind of have their own definition. Like, apparently mm -hmm. he can't move very fast in the sunlight. So oh yeah, it. yeah. Um, Sunlight's really bad for so him. So Corey, and... Corey solved it. Episode's done. Great job, yep. guys. Let's all, all right. uh, let's go home. That's a wrap. Okay. All right. Well, thank you for you tuning into cartoon commentary. <laughs> uh, <laughs> thank you for turning into is this a zombie or just mm -hmm. an anime? Yeah. <laughs> it's both. I'll it off. One thing I would like to point out for Keith and possibly some of our listeners who aren't as familiar with anime, mm -hmm. uh, you'll see this trope in anime a lot where characters just don't have parents because it's not convenient. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if in this in this case specifically there's a reason. Like, is he an orphan? But, like, apparently... 
housing in Japan is free? Question mark. Because sometimes there's just like people that are able to live in a place without needing to pay any sort of rent, mortgage. Well, I don't know. See, Corey, this whatever is just, works for the story. <laughs> this is just one of the many questions the viewer is left with after seeing mm. episode one. That makes you want to watch the next episode to find out how are how are they living there. Who's paying the problem? How is he buying this food if he goes to yes. school all day and school does not pay you money? Right. You do yeah. actually find the, that. The problem, problem with that is, oh, okay, because a lot of anime won't answer that question, mm. especially when it like starts tiptoeing into the harem territory that I think this one's kind of going in. Yeah, kind of you know, uh, goes that way. That's, that's my one big gripe about most animes, because like I'm watching them, I'm watching them, I'm watching them, and I'm like. But how do I balance a checkbook? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, you know, I need to do my taxes, and I've been watching One Punch for so many episodes, <laughs> and I still don't know how to do my taxes. What is your problem? You don't watch One Punch Man for taxes. Yeah, I've actually never watched it. I just name-dropped oh it because I know that God. you watch it. <laughs> We're, I'm going to make you guys watch that soon. And we'll even watch the subversion just because... There's an episode that I think the joke is much better in Japanese. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, but, uh, yeah. What were we saying? Where were we? Oh, yeah. Uh, they're, they're eating dinner. Um, you also learned something about uh, Euclid, that she, not only is she a necromancer who could bring him back to life, uh, she doesn't speak, but she also seems to have superhuman strength because she shatters his wrist when he tries to wipe some food off her face. Doesn't she shatter it with, like, chopsticks? Yeah. <laughs> just just taps it's, him and just shatters his bone. Like, absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. She's pretty brutal. Um, so, yeah, but uh, after this happens, that's when he explains he's, he's happy to be alive and having a broken wrist is better than not breathing. And we learn what... I, the... I would vouch for that. That's, I, would, I would also prefer broken wrist versus not breathing. That's good to know. Yeah. And oh. So if you ever have to make that decision for me. Sure. I'll, I'll keep that in mind. Good. <laughs> um, but yeah, we, we learn uh, since he's been resurrected, he's pretty much, um, you know, made it his life's purpose or goal. Well, two things. One is to find his killer uh, and also to kind of take care of Euclid uh, to thank her for resurrecting him. So those are his purposes in life, but we learn that every night he goes out looking for the serial killer that's been, you know, killing people in his town, including him. Because, uh, you know, at some point earlier, before the episode, he was murdered by a serial killer Wait, in town. So, little clarification to that. Every night, he takes a walk because <laughs> he can't go out in the daylight, so it has to be at night. And then he goes and gets a soda from a vending machine and then hangs out in the graveyard because it's quiet. <laughs> well, <laughs> he's it... really looking hard for that serial killer, huh? Well, mm. maybe maybe he just had one like intuition where he just knew something was going to go down in the cemetery. He's like, you know what? Serial killers kill people. Kill, killed people are dead bodies. You know, where there's a lot of dead bodies. The graveyard. Quick, let's get to the graveyard. That's, <laughs> Lawless logic. That's, that's some great logic right there. Yeah. In fact, when he's in the cemetery, you know, he, he's going there because it's supposed to be quiet, but he starts hearing the sound of a chainsaw. Um, and this is when we have a new character enter the scene by the name of uh, Her. Oh my God. I... Haruna. 
Haruna. I, I can't believe I was going to say it wrong. I, did, I, like, I didn't write it down. I said her name. I practiced the name. Or Haruna, we, maybe. I don't know. Haruna. Haruna. Yeah, I was going to say Haruna. I actually um, didn't pay attention to how they were saying it in the show. I just sounded it out, so I don't know. Uh, well, I... I uh, I, I purposely like practiced it because I, I wanted to say the names right, but I already butchered um, Ayamu's name earlier. So, but yeah, Harana uh, appears. Uh, the and she refers to herself as the genius magical garment girl, uh, along with her chainsaw, which is named Mistletane. Uh, and she appears to be fighting or battling a what appears to be like a, a grizzly bear in a trench coat. Which ends so, up being like a giant grizzly bear, like a, yeah, like a three-story grizzly grizzly bear. Yeah, you know, we we soon learn that these this grizzly bear with red eyes and a trench coat is known as a megalo. It's sort of like a creepy demon creature that hunts magical garment girls. Yeah, it looks it looks kind of like uh, Kuma from Tekken, hmm. but wearing yeah. a suit. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's yep. a good way to put it. Yeah. Um, all of a sudden, you see Harana. She she enters the scene and it looks like she's attacking Ayamo, uh, Ayamu, which is a mistake because she's actually trying to uh, you know attack the Megalo, but in the process that Megalo ends up swiping and impaling Ayamu on his claw. I mean he's just was it like three or four claws yeah, that are like piercing right through his chest and his stomach and and his leg. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's completely. Oh, he gets he gets effed. Yeah. And of course, Haruna's upset at this point and, and, and says well, she, out loud she's going to lose upset. points. Yeah, she's going to lose points. Like, <laughs> what? Like, this dude, like, she doesn't know he's a zombie. He's impaled. Mm -hmm. He's he's still talking. And she's like, oh, I'm going to lose points for that. And then she's like, just go, go into the light. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. she tried to help him along by sawing him in half. Wow. Yeah. Well, she says she'll avenge him, tells him to go into the light, and then decides to use her ultimate de the technique to defeat this baddie. Mm. Uh, her ultimate technique, if you remember, is called the Mistletane Kick, which is one of my favorite ultimate moves I've ever seen. Is it because... It's not even really a kick. I it, know. Is it one of your favorite ones because she jumps up into the air giving a full zoomed-in panty shot and then comes down and saws a man in half with a chainsaw because if you want to kill this giant bear do you go for the head or do you go for the victim he's impaled first and then well, go for the head if you remember he, he kind of uses the victim as a shield he puts mm. puts the victim right in front of his face so oh, okay. he, she has to actually cut through him to then cut into his, the grizzly bear's head <laughs> i'm sorry you're dead anyway <laughs> Yeah, I'm just going to chainsaw your guts. And I, I just know, I, I love the move because she shouts Mistletane kick and you, everyone expects to be kicked. And she just takes a chainsaw and shoves it into their head. I just, you It's know, a great, great no, move. I get it though because, so number one, um, Mistletane, I can't, it's Mistletaint. I just, <laughs> for some <laughs> reason my brain says it that way. I know it's not that and it's just. Keith, that's your mouth. Oh, the mistletaint? <laughs> well, yeah, but the things in my brain come out of my mouth. Oh. That's, you know, there's there's not much of a filter there. It's mm -hmm. it's like a wet piece of paper. I don't know. What's a bad filter? <laughs> a chain link fence. That's a bad filter. Sure. So, 
Regardless, though, the fact that she doesn't kick makes sense, though, because when you have a chainsaw and you're sawing something, the saw can actually kick, like kick backwards if you're sawing through something like really hard. So like the terminology kick with chainsaw does kind of make sense. I mean, usually it kicks towards you though. So you wouldn't want to use that as a attack against somebody else. So it kind of doesn't make sense again. I think you're overthinking it. It's supposed to be a joke. Yeah. She, she calls a kick something that isn't a kick. Or Unless she calls the chainsaw her is her third leg. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would, that's what made you say ew about this episode? You, you right. went too far, Keith. Yeah, I went too far. You went too far. All right, we well, already, you just... You, we you were just... on a thin line to begin with, and you just... <laughs> Uh, I know. I was like, ooh, let's talk about chainsaw terminology. And Tom's like, let's talk about chainsaw dicks. What a, what a nerd. <laughs> let's get back to this manly yeah. anime you picked out. So anyhow, after Harna kills the, the Megalo, uh, you know, she finds, uh, oh, she makes a pun in the English one. I can't remember if it's in Japanese, but she says something about uh, uh, that fight being a little grisly. <laughs> And I, I cracked up pretty hard at that. I, I like. Oh, I didn't remember that one. Yeah. I know oh. there was definitely a few spots in this anime that I like was actually laughing out loud at. So. Yeah, there's a couple good good lines or a couple yeah. good jokes in here that make me laugh pretty hard. But um, yeah, anyhow, she realizes Iamu is alive. Uh, he explains to her that he's a zombie, which grosses her out. She then uh, introduces herself brags about being a genius and a badass who saved him, uh, but then says she's going to erase his memory. Uh, when she tries to do that, her magic fails and somehow gets absorbed into Ayamu. Uh, and in the process, since her magic is linked to her magical garment, uh, her, when her magic gets sucked out, her garment disappears, which is, yeah, admittedly creepy to see. Because, mm. I mean, you don't mm. see anything, but she, her clothes disappear. Um, in which Ayamu then, you know, she starts yelling at him saying, give me back my powers. He says, first, I need you to grow, grab my lower body, which, you know, she finds sexual, she calls, just him starts, a pervert. calls him a pervert and starts sort of attacking him, which made me laugh. Yeah. Um, that was actually pretty good. Yeah. Cause, Cause literally she sawed him in half and didn't realize he was like, go, yeah. gr go grab my legs. And, but he called it a lower, grab my lower body. It's like. Well, he's not telling you to, like, drag it over by the yeah, deck. Don't, don't grab yeah. it by the deck. Yeah, like, keep got there first. Right. Damn it. <laughs> it's not a trailer hitch. God damn keep, it. Keep got to the dick first. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'll let you have it, I guess. I, just, I was just too quick to hop on it, I guess. I don't know. Yep. <laughs> awesome. But yeah, so um, anyhow, they, they end up going back to Ayamu's house. Uh, at this point, he's regenerated, so he's back to being in one piece. I'm confused um, on how quick that happens. Like, yeah, we, we, we I mean, it's convenient if he's regenerated for the next scene, so well, exactly. that's all we need to know. But that's the yeah, thing, that's though. Is it like, did, it, did it take him like 30 minutes, or was it like four hours of him just laying in the graveyard going, come on, lower half? <laughs> 
Well, I guess I guess you'll have to watch the rest of the series to find out. I know. I'm not watching it on Funimation though. <laughs> Fuck that shit. Yeah, it's rough. <laughs> it is rough. Um, anyhow, uh, yeah, so they get back to the house. Harana uh, demands that uh, Aimu provide her with a room, uh, food, and snacks until she gets her powers back. So she's just kind of a bitch. Yeah. Um, and, which is really bad because he already <laughs> lives with a bitch that as soon as he comes home after getting hit by a truck, she's like, hey, fucking five-course meal right now, bitch. And then he has this second girl that he's got to live with who's mm -hmm. like, okay, well, since you absorbed my powers, which was no fault of yours, but I'm going to blame you for it, you need to provide me with gourmet meals, snacks, and a bedroom. Yep. Yeah. So in the building of a harem anime, <laughs> you need <laughs> to basically assemble all these females that are basically, you can distill down into like one certain personality. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, this one's overly aggressive. This one's really shy. This one's super energetic. You know, stuff like that. This mm -hmm. one can cook. And stuff like that. I don't think they go too deep into this one, because I think he only ends up living with, like, three women. Yeah, I think in the... Yeah, I think by season two, there's just three in there. And I think they all pretty much have the same attitude towards them, where it's like, we don't give a shit about you. Make us food. Mm. Oh, shit. That <laughs> yeah. would be me. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm I'm like my my like I mean not my day job but like my whole goal in life is just like man I'm home, I'm just gonna cook something because I like cooking and so basically when we were over your house that other Saturday it was like our own harem anime. Where I, were... did, I did I oh. did get hit by a truck saving a kitten oh, um, yeah. right before you guys came over, mm -hmm. and luckily my my secret zombie powers. Um, you know, stitched my my tape back together. Jesus Christ, which one of us is going to have to marry Keith at the end? <laughs> I Mike. mean, I don't think any of you really will, because <laughs> based on the structure of this anime, you're only in it for the food. There's right. no there's no commitment at the end of it. I yeah. just constantly imagine you guys wanting me to give you sponge baths, and you guys <laughs> just come over and get the food, and then just, you know, throw me to the curb. Mm-hmm. That's how anime works, right? That's yep. how this anime works, I think. No, that's all of them. Yeah, that's all of them. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so back at the house, Harana has to use a phone to call her advisor back in the magical world. Uh, she's never seen a cell phone, so there's sort of a small little scene where Aimu gets out his cell phone. She doesn't believe it's a real phone, and, you know, it's supposed to be comedic, but... There's not much to say. Eventually, she picks mm. up the phone, calls her advisor, and says, yeah, she's stuck there, lost her powers. So that's the situation. Um, then we go to the next day at school. Uh, it's a bright, sunny day, and Aimu's not dealing with it very well. Uh, in fact, I think there's like a, a, a cut scene where the sun is coming in through the windows of his classroom, and he's just all dried out, kind of baking in yeah. the sun. So... Um, I mean, we learn that, yeah, he does have a weakness to sunlight. I mean, it's it's said that he, he moves much slower, but if the sun's particularly strong, if it's really bright out, then he'll dry out like a husk. So, um, yeah, anyhow, so, uh, you know, it's so sunny out, he decides he's going to have to stay late 
and uh, leave when the sun starts to set. That's sort of his usual go-to thing each day because, you know, the sun sucks. He can't go out, so he just waits till you know, it starts to set. Then he goes home. Um, while that, that must lead to some really shitty school days that last forever. Yeah, especially yeah. during the summertime. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. is he hanging out at school till, like, 8 o'clock? Mm. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, at this point, it, the sun's setting. He's still waiting, and some creepy guy enters the classroom. Uh, you know, IMO, IMO is all alone. <laughs> IMO. <laughs> Sorry, this, IMO. This was the best part of this anime. Yeah. I laughed yeah. so fucking hard at his reaction. <laughs> yes. Because uh, this, this trench coat-wearing megalo appears. He looks like this creepy old man. And all of a sudden, he just starts using all sorts of sexual innuendos, like butt want sex you. innuendos. You know, I gotta get to the bottom of this. And oh, that must! See... I think that only happens in the English dub. <laughs> I don't oh. remember that. Because yeah, in the English dub, you know, after the guy's like implying he wants Ayamu, Ayamu's like, "Ew, no, no!" He starts backing up, and the guy goes. I want you, I need you, something like that. And then he's like, I'm going to get to the bottom of this. Uh, because oh. he, he could sense the magical girl power in him, but he doesn't mm. know what's going on. So he says, I'm going to get to the bottom of this. Ayamu grabs his butt and he's like, oh. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, yeah. And uh, I, I just remember there's a lot of innuendos and jokes like that in this anime that usually involve him. So uh, that cracked me up. And... Um, yeah. Anyhow, so this Megalo appears and starts coming at him when all of a sudden Haruna just jumps through the window and, uh, you know, tries, tries, uh, you know, what, right, not interfering. She tries to save the day, basically, by intervening. Sorry, the word I wanted to use, intervening. Um, but in the process, she she says her magical garment girl words, transforms into her outfit, but then their outfit quickly disappears because she still doesn't have her power back. Yeah, uh, and she seemed to think it was tied to how much food she ate. Mm. Yeah. She's like, oh no, I must not have ate, ate enough food. <laughs> I, I think that's just something she uses as an excuse to make him cook more, more food. food yeah, I think that's I think it's just what she does, yeah. But uh she eventually realizes uh you know that she doesn't have power anymore. And this Megalo realizes she doesn't have power, and a magical Garma girl without magical powers is defenseless. So he tries to go oh, and murder she's, her. She's just a regular garment girl, except when she tried to summon her things, she lost her garments again. So she's not a magical garment girl. She's not even a garment girl. She's just a girl. She's just a girl. Yeah. And he tries to kill this girl. Goddamn. But luckily, Ayamu stands in front of it and takes a pretty nasty hit to his back yep. and then points out you know yeah you're a magical garment girl but i'm still not a human anymore i'm a zombie and as a zombie he's no longer affected by the limitations that humans have because apparently humans yeah. have strength limitations so one thing i was wondering about this because i'm assuming, have you watched the whole series yeah all right is this like something that keeps coming up yes like his yeah. okay because yeah, at first i thought they were ability of his Okay, I thought they were just po poking fun at like other anime, like uh, uh, what's it called? Oh my god, I'm blanking on it. I watch it every week. <laughs> the one with the the superheroes. 
Wow. Oh, Holy My shit. Hero Academia. I'm, I'm going to have to edit my this hero out because I sound like a... Yeah. My Hero Academia. Yeah. Got it. I, I sound like a motherfucking <laughs> idiot. Um, hi, future oh, self. Cl- clip that. Clip that. Hi, I, I sound like a, I sound like a motherfucking idiot. Just clip that. This <laughs> <laughs> so is all getting cut out. <laughs> mm. So I was wondering if that was like some sort of dig at My Hero Academia because the main character on there... Uh, Deku is constantly like talking about how much percentage of his power he's using or else he'll damage his body kind of thing. Nah, I think this, well, this, the, the manga for this show came out, you know, years before my hero. Oh yeah, that's true. This was like back out in like 2010, 2011, something like that. Somewhere around there. Yeah. So this was long before that. Now he, it, it's one of his abilities as a zombie. He doesn't, uh, he doesn't have the limitations that normal humans have, so he could use more of his strength. The trade-off is his body still is as fragile as a human, so if he uses too much strength, and in like like you mentioned from My Hero Academia, like Deku, uh, if he uses too much strength, he could actually injure himself or break his own arm, um, which happens in this show to Io. Yeah. Uh, he ends up... Ugh. Yeah. I hate that shit. It's not as bad when it's in cartoon form, but still, it like fucking skews mm. me out to see that. Mm-hmm. Yep, just a yeah. floppy arm. Yeah, yeah. Usually, and you see that in like UFC, like one guy. That's why I don't watch other, it. One guy yep. kicked the other guy's shin like at the wrong angle too hard, and then he Ooh. like brings his leg back and goes to step on it, and then it just like folds in half, and you're like, oh, oh no. <laughs> yeah, there was definitely like I remember. Back in the day, there was a basketball game that they had on ESPN where they just kept replaying someone shatter their oh, like yeah. ankle and oh. go down yes. really hard. And it's just like, why do you keep rewinding it? Oh, yeah. Stop rewinding it. Continue on with the fucking news, Sports Center. <laughs> mm-hmm. And what's crazy is usually when people do that, it's like they don't even realize it. So when they play that in slow motion, like their face is more confusion of like, I, yeah. put, I put my foot here. <laughs> But for some reason, I'm falling. I wonder why that's happening. And you're just like, oh, like three seconds from now, you're just going to be in a world of pain. But this slow motion just didn't capture it. And then they mm. cut it. Mm. Anyhow, um, at this point in the story, Harana realizes for them to win, because she sees how Ayamu broke his whole arm after you know beating up the, the Megalo, the Megalo still isn't defeated. She realizes the only way to win is if he uses the magical power that he has inside him that he stole from her. So she has him recite the magic words with her, and he transforms into a magical garment girl, which... Uh... Well, she, she basically tells him the only way for you to, to defeat this guy is to transform into a magical garment girl. And he's like, I gotta be a girl? And she's just like... <laughs> Yep. <laughs> like, yep. Like transforming into a girl is the only way. Yes. Cross dressed now. <laughs> and uh, while he's transforming and going in there, I-, I saw in the Japanese version they do the same thing in the English dub where I read the subtitles where he's just moaning and making orgasmic kind of sounds and eventually uh, saying "I'm coming" or no, "It's coming." Yeah, it's, it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. Oh. And yeah, and when he fully transforms, all of a sudden he's, you know, he's wearing the same little girl outfit that, you know, Harana had on in the earlier scenes. 
So, uh, yeah, he then proceeds to get into a fight with this megalo that leads them crashing through the wall, uh, through the air. Um, they're fighting as they're falling down into, like, the, the yard of the schoolyard where all these school kids are still outside. Uh, Ayumu uses the Mistletane Kick as the finishing move to kill this megalo, and the megalo points out that it is, in fact, not a kick. Uh, as he's getting his head cut open with the chainsaw. Uh, maybe so... that, maybe that's the reason why they call it a kick, though. Because if you declare out loud, I'm going to kick you, and then you just chainsaw them in the face, that mm -hmm. is, that, that's a, um, a distraction. You know, they're expecting a kick. You're like, oh, I'm going to kick you, and then chainsaw You're right. in the face. I mean, in, that's, in D that's battle In D&D terms, we would call it a feint. Oh, that's true. Mm, yeah. Mm. The, 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 the old kick to chainsaw fame. Yep. And that's what he uses to win the day, which Classic. it does work. Hello, dear listeners. It's your old pal Tom here, real quick to ask for your assistance in helping us grow the podcast by leaving us a five-star rating on iTunes. Also, if you enjoy the show, or at least Keith hasn't offended you yet, why not share it with your pals and family? Because he ends up killing this megalo. Uh, unfortunately, he crash lands in the middle of the school field, surrounded by classmates who are really surprised, and they're not sure if he's cosplaying. Wait, or... be before he hits the ground, I'm pretty sure he yells out, I'm not a pervert. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that he basically yeah. sees everybody down there and goes, I'm not a pervert! <laughs> yeah, it's preemptive. It makes sense. And... <laughs> And, you know, that's when Haruna appears. And, and at this point, I was like almost crying. He's like, no, I'm not a pervert. I'm not a creep. No, listen, listen. And Haruna appears to straighten out the story, get everything straight for him. And she shouts, <laughs> she shouts to everyone, telling him, uh, telling everyone that Ayamu is a magical garment girl uh, now and forever, yeah, which mortifies him. <laughs> he's not a pervert. He's a magical garment girl. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And then everyone pulls out their cell phones and starts taking pictures of him. Uh, and that's when, you know, the, the camera pans away and, you know, you hear Ayamu talking to himself. And he realizes this is now his life as a zombie and a magical garment girl. Hmm. I think we just set a record. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're at we... 61 minutes. Damn. Wow. Yeah. Wow. See, that's what happens when we hit record early. Yeah. So, um, number one, um, when she showed up and she was like, he's not a pervert. I was like, oh, <laughs> I was thinking like, oh, she's going to like erase everyone's minds. Like she was going to do him. <laughs> and she's like, he's just a magical garment girl. That's it. Like oh, that's a great so, way to end the episode. Wow, that's that literally just solidifies everybody thinking he's a pervert because yep. if, yeah. If I saw somebody out in public dressed like that, like a clear dude dressed as a girl, which number <laughs> one, I don't give a shit. Like if you're if you want to do that, go for it. But in a school setting, I'm just saying with people watching, like. If people are just like, oh, like what? This is crazy. And they're judging you. And then somebody shows up and screams <laughs> a clarification that they're not a pervert. They're a magical garment girl. That is not going to change anybody's minds. No. 
that that in fact actually maybe makes it a little bit worse because they've never heard that terminology before. They're gonna. Well, Google yeah, that. that's that's one of the things I was wondering is like, <laughs> you ever know notice in like certain works of fiction, they like things that in our everyday life, like zombies, mm. uh, uh, mostly zombies. I'm thinking, where it's just like in that fiction where the zombies exist, they never use that word. Like for yeah. instance, The Walking Dead, they they will call right. them anything else except for zombies. zombies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. Even though like zombies makes the most sense, but it's as if someone has like copyright on the word zombie, right. which I don't think is true. No. Or like no one does. like vampires, stuff like that. Like so, this being something that happens in Japan, calling him a magical garment girl, like <laughs> are there anime? in their universe where you know sailor moon exists you know other magical girl stuff exists where it's just like oh like on tv in fiction <laughs> or is it like we have no idea what you are talking about these are just three words you threw together <laughs> to explain mm. your your fetish <laughs> yep. yeah. Uh, yeah i don't i don't know i i'm i'm like slightly intrigued to watch more of this show just because it was funny. There was, there was clearly yeah. funny parts. There were fight scenes. There's yeah. obviously a very strange home dynamic with this parentless <laughs> child in school that lives with, uh, the necromancer of Hades and now a magical garment girl. Mm -hmm. Like it's, it is, I feel like, um, I can't even think of the sitcoms that this is like related to, but I feel like there's multiple sitcoms in here just in anime extremist form, mm. like blended together. Yeah, it's a Oh yeah, they're gonna they're gonna be doing genres. some threes company type shit. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Gonna be plenty of misunderstandings, I imagine. Well yeah, because uh, anytime a girl like looks at him, he's just like, You want me to give you a sponge bath? Or yeah, and I think just, no, no, the, uh... he just does that to the one girl. He, mm. he doesn't have the thing for any other girl. So, are you sure? Uh, you watch the rest of it. Does he yeah. not have a thing for any other girl? Well, I won't spoil it. You'll have to watch the rest. I to won't know for sure. Um, <laughs> so one of the things I I did notice is in the what was it like the previews for the next episode? Mm -hmm. They definitely start, like, lining it up like other harem anime, where they're like, he's super conscious about, like, oh, no, I don't want everybody at school to find out I'm living with yeah. multiple, you know, beautiful girls, because what do they think of me, that I'm some kind of pervert? And it's just like, well, that's the least of your worries, dude. Wait, wait. Yeah. So, I'm sorry, living with a couple attractive females automatically makes you a pervert? I think it's a Japanese thing. Okay. Um, like, because, like I was saying before, this type of trope happens a lot where mm. you'll have some guy living in a situation where he's just, like, living with a whole bunch of unwed females mm -hmm. that he's not related to for the sake of an anime that is usually of the harem variety, mm. like uh, Love Hina... Uh, even something like, um, 
Oh man, what was that one that I really liked that was put out by the same guy who did Ronmo one half? I don't remember it. But there's like there's a ton of like anime that gets set up like that and given I only have like the knowledge from stuff that happened like in the early two thousands to the late two thousands and then I like checked out completely, so I'm assuming they've continued to just keep making these anime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I would I would say that's safe to assume. Yeah, um, but uh, I I would say this one, this one is sort of a, a jumble of a couple different ideas. But I think it worked uh, overall. The series, I know we're just talking about the one episode. I thought the series was pretty good. Um, yeah, and I mean it is meant to be a comedy. Uh, yeah, and it was definitely funny, which yeah. is surprising because. I feel like whenever something is meant to make you laugh on something, sometimes it just doesn't accomplish its task. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and that, that anime I was trying to think of was Mason and Kaku. Ah. It was like one of Rumiko, uh, Rumiko Takahashi's earlier works, and it was really good. I, I read the entire manga back in the day and made a fucking mint on selling the manga. <laughs> like a couple of years ago, I think I made like three, $400. Damn. But, yeah, like, so there's a lot of harem anime out there. Um, I feel like the younger you are, the more likely you are to gravitate towards something like that. True. Because I, f- I feel like this is something I would have watched if I saw it coming out when it was new. Yeah, that's how I watched it when it first came okay. out. So, that I mean... And- it, it's almost been a decade. It's been like eight years since the first time I watched this series. So Yeah, and like yeah. Uh, as a mid-30s adult now with a child, there's not anything that I'm really myself oh, yeah. looking to watch where it's just like something I would have to be ashamed of, kind of. <laughs> and not that I would be ashamed of this, but like... Yeah, there's no I would be I would be technically ashamed of watching the shows that they're making fun of. In some yeah. instances, you know, yeah. like because yeah. you could see in in both, I think the opener, mm-hmm. opening theme, and also maybe the preview, they definitely got some fan service coming up mm. with some of the character, or maybe like the next main character in the show. Yeah, because there was some dead or alive physics going on there. Oh, I think uh, I'm. I big, think I know big who boob you... jiggles. Okay, yes. I know who you're talking about, and if I remember correctly, it's it's a misdirect where you you think oh, new harem girl, big boob jiggly, uh, but it I, if I remember correctly, not to spoil too much, but I think she doesn't care about him like the other girls don't care about him, so it's just the same kind of running joke where she does not give a shit about him at all. Well, the fact that she's into the show, it's like, uh... Yeah. You know. Yeah, her being around is still fan service for the people that are watching. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, Although, in in most harem anime, and, uh... I feel so weird saying the term harem anime so many times, but... Yeah, you've said the word harem a lot. (laughs) A lot. Like, we're getting added to a list or something. We're going to get a lot of plays over in, like, the Middle East or something. Uh, (laughs) uh, 
like it's all it's usually a situation like the exact opposite of what uh mm. our main character in this show is experiencing where in those shows he usually does have one person he's like after right and wants to get together with yeah. but then all the other people are getting in the way like mm. kind of throwing themselves at him or mm. putting themselves in situations where there's a misunderstanding mm-hmm. and like maybe they're not really throwing themselves at him but they had some other ulterior motive like love hina yeah. is definitely like that i've yes, never watched yeah. the anime but i read the entire manga and like that's the entire like 20 something volume mm. uh like it's all about that mm. yeah if i if i remember like i said I, i've seen the whole series the first uh, there's two seasons and I haven't seen it in years all the way through, but I, if I'm remembering correctly, it's not like a typical harem anime where, yeah, where, okay, he's likes he likes one girl and the other ones are getting in the way. It's more like he kind of has a crush on one, but he doesn't really, because he respects her and everything, he doesn't act on it. He has those occasional mm. little fantasy flashes. Just but in the his mind. Part, yeah, for the most part, he is a decent guy who just has bad luck and is put in situations that are embarrassing and funny. Uh, and most of the girls actually find him repulsive because of that. There's not really any girls that are like, oh, really into him, like in a typical harem anime. So it, 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 besides making fun of the magical girl genre, it also makes fun of the harem anime a little bit. It kind of, it turns it on its head a little or twists yeah. it. So it's not the typical kind. And that, that, because I have seen harem anime and it's like you feel dirty after watching some of them. A little them. bit. Like, like that's what I was that's what I was getting at, Larry. It's yeah. just like sure, I watched those when I was like twenty and single and yeah. living in my mom's house, you know. <laughs> but, but now as, as a creepy. as a fully yeah. grown adult yeah, I feel like that'd be a weird thing to mm-hmm. waste, you know, very limited time on, you know? Yeah. Um But at least with this one, you know, I I don't feel dirty watching Is This a Zombie? I usually come off funny. laughing. Yeah, because, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, that's and... the thing is, because even, like, the, the dirtiest you feel while watching this is when they do, like, the couple underwear crotch shots. Yeah. But, like, they're doing it so gratuitously that, like, even that is, like, with, like, the first one, I was like, oh, this is that kind of show. But, like, <laughs> they block out, like, any sort of nudity. Like, even yeah. if people are naked, you don't see right. anything. They don't even right. draw the butt crack on on, on yep. Magical Garment Girl when, like, they're doing the view from her back. She literally has a, like, blank butt. Like, they won't even mm-hmm. draw a butt crack. <laughs> but they will do a zoomed-in, like, underwear crotch shot as, like, a... We're making fun of other anime for yeah. sexualizing yeah. characters like gratuitously. So, like, let's go way over the top, like including yes. the crotch shot with the bulge, which That's... you apparently don't remember. <laughs> I mean, I I've locked it out, baby. If there was a bulge in there. It was. It was. I would say it was not impressive. It was unimpressive. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure that they, because she told him, "You have to transform into a girl." I'm pretty sure she meant it. I'm pretty sure that when he called mm. those powers, she's a magical garment girl. I'm pretty sure that... Uh... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Who are you to assume his genitalia? Yeah, Keith. Well, we saw his underwear close up. 
I mean, and we saw a bulge. Yeah, and, well, at least and, some of us. And Tom saw was... a bulge. You didn't mm-hmm. see a bulge. Maybe so I was looking. Away. We're somewhere in between. <laughs> so, you know, it's it's Schrodinger's bulge. <laughs> it's nobody will ever know because we're not allowed to peek behind the underwear. Mm. Oh, so Keith. Oh, it's you know so... that that dick... not not only are we not allowed, but <laughs> I certainly would never want to. The problem mm. is, is that that's creepy. The problem is with that analogy is that it makes the assumption that there's a dick there, and you just don't know if it's alive or dead. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I mean, well, he's a zombie, and now so it automatically be dead. Oh, that's true. Okay, all right, we solved it. It there's a dick, and it's dead. Okay. So, how many undead <laughs> bulges out of ten would you give this? Uh, shall I go first? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to give it an eight. Um, I watched it. Uh, a lot of it I, I remembered. I laughed at a lot of the same jokes. Uh, I would definitely keep watching the series. Uh, it's not the greatest show in the world, obviously, but still, um, made me laugh. Thought it was a good, you know, the story moved along quickly. Uh, I know there's a lot of unanswered questions, but if you watch the series, all the questions you had in the first episode slowly get answered. You, you learn the background to all these characters. And so, uh, yeah, I'm going to say I give it eight bulges, eight undead bulges. Mm, I think I would come in a little bit lower at Mm -hmm. seven. Mm-hmm. Undead crotch bulges. Uh, I would have gone with a 6.5 if the show had literally given me one less laugh than it did. I was kind of, <laughs> I was kind of counting the laughs, and it's just like, all right, you gave me like three unexpected laughs. Mm. If the, if it was two, you'd lose at least 0.5. Yeah, but I, I, I would come in at seven undead crotch bulges based on the mm. surprising amount of times I ended up laughing while watching this. Mm. Cool. So Keith. I'm I'm splitting the uprights on this one. Um, <laughs> I'm coming in at a seven point five. Um, mm-hmm. I nice. I feel like anything seven, in my opinion at least, anything seven or higher is something that I feel like I would potentially watch, like watch more of, finish the season, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Um, and I'm coming in at seven point five because, um, man, there's just so many twists and turns. It was like. <laughs> It was like okay, it's an ambi. Uh, yeah, it's an ambi. It's ambi. it's an anime called "Is This a Zombie?" I combined anime and zombie into ambi. Um, <laughs> it's a new it's a new genre. It's an ambi. Ambi. So <laughs> I didn't know what to expect, and then it got me hooked with that first scene where it's like okay. Like you find out he's a zombie right before he gets hit by the truck. He gets hit by the truck. There's, like, covered up comical nudity as he's flying through the air. Like, it's hysterical. He gets back home. He has this necromancer from Hades living at his house. Like, it's, <laughs> it's like this whole, like, wild ride. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, if that's not wild enough, he meets the magical garment girl. The magical garment girl that doesn't make any fucking sense. That's yeah. killing... Uh, megalos with a ch- magical chainsaw and magical clothes that she accidentally <laughs> loses her powers. Like it's, it's literally just like to me, because I don't have a lot of experience with animes, um, <laughs> you know, other than I feel like very like mainstream 
um, you know, Dragon Ball Z, Bleach, stuff like that. Shonen fighting anime. Yeah, he's shonen yeah. fighting anime. So, because Not I don't, Andy's. because I don't have, a, yeah. I don't have um, experience with like the the whole world of anime. This was like, holy shit! Like this is moving. It's mm-hmm. got nudity, but without nudity. It's like nudity. A lot of TV shows that you watch that have nudity in them have nudity for no purpose. This mm. had nudity, but you don't see anything. Like, everything is censored to a certain point where, like, they're covering it up. They're being clever at the angles and the the, the um, artistic, you know, representation of things. So you don't see anything. So it's... I really appreciate the fact that it's actually just making fun of other anime or other shows in general (laughs) for having nudity as a hook. Whereas this show, this show's hook is making fun of other shows hooks. Mm -hmm. Like Keith, that is a perfect way to describe this show. Thank you. (laughs) So, so yeah, 7.5. Absolutely. Like, I don't know if I'll necessarily go and watch the rest of the series. Like if I, cause you know, I have Mm. a wife and a kid and about to have another kid and and time's limited. Mm. But like at the same time, if I had, if I was right now, if I was in my twenties watching TV shows, like, you know, single guy watching TV shows and, and not having as many responsibilities, I would honestly probably binge watch this in the next week and just like watch all of it. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. I, I feel like uh, I feel like we end up saying we'd like to watch more of a show, and then we just don't. I don't think I don't think any of us have ever actually followed through on being like, yeah, I'd watch more of this. <laughs> The hard part is like you'd like to, but like yeah, like in, in a world with infinite time and no responsibility, yeah, yeah probably because yeah. I don't want to like for me to justifiably do it, I'd have to do it while I was like multitasking work, and I don't want to half-ass yeah both right. sides of it, you know. Well, yeah. plus if you're gonna watch it legit with subtitles, you're gonna have to sit there and read exactly. it. You can't do exactly, exactly. Working. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, Makes sense. I mean, great episode, great pick, Tom. I appreciate it. Yeah, I thought it was Keith, good. Do you have any idea for what we're it. watching next? Um, no. Not to put you on the spot, but yeah, thanks, <laughs> but no. I mean, I I thought about picking something ahead of time, and then um, didn't like how we just discussed the whole time factor. Um, <laughs> I just didn't didn't. Yeah, find we gotta time. be we gotta be counting down to baby o'clock for you pretty soon ones yeah due date is in four weeks um, all right well, and, and you've you're you're circling the drain one, on two, using three, my name four, right no almost five weeks four <laughs> four weeks and six days so mm. yes well, cory cory barnofsky is going to be running around oh i was gonna actually his name was gonna be zamir uh oh, zamir barnofsky stonks. Yeah, zamir um, stonks barnofsky little stonks Lil, Lil, Lil is the first name, L-I-L apostrophe. Yep. And then Stonks is the middle name. Yep. And then mm. uh, <laughs> Barnovsky's is the last name. Mm. Um, no, that's not. <laughs> 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 I don't know. Yep. Kicking yeah. around names. It's hard. It's hard to decide. We got a short list going. I feel You're like in crunch time, though. I feel like what's going to happen, though, is like he's going to be born, and then we're going to be like, 
Well, we've we've discussed this name <laughs> more than the other ones a little bit, so <laughs> mm. there we go. I don't know. It's like you're trying to protect it. It's like I think you I think you know and you just don't want to tell us. We, yeah. Which leads me closer to believing that it is Corey. We, we no. <laughs> we have a front runner, but I we're not committed cuz we're still It's like until it happens, until you're forced in. Like what why am I going to lock it in now? I'm not I'm not See, forced to lock it in until the baby's born and we got to like write it down on a piece of paper that tells the government <laughs> that tells yeah. the government who to tax next, you know. Um yeah. See, because, like, when, when we were trying to name our son, Carter, uh... So you could say that I because he already literally, has his name. Yeah, he has his name. <laughs> I literally... There, there was, like, this probably, like, thousand-page baby book of names that I bought at a thrift store. And I literally went through the entire mm -hmm. boy section. Yep. Every single name I considered... So, literally every single name that has put, been put in that book, I considered. Yep. Mm. And I can tell you that if you're not naming it a C name, you're probably fucking up. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, the problem is I've read through, like, even online, like, just looking through, like, lists of names. The problem is, is that you want to name, like, I don't know, like, some people have different purposes of how they want to name their kid. My purpose in naming my kid is I want their name to be not too common. Right. Yeah. I, I feel like, I feel like everybody's on that wavelength now and that's why you get a whole bunch of, yeah. Uh, but this is the thing though, is there's a lot of boys named like Jaden, Brayden. Exactly. Kaden, yes. I, I was blanking on that version of it. Yeah. Yeah. So like there's, there's a lot of <laughs> like people. There's not as many John, Tim's Tom's, Totally. Keith's, but the thing Jim's. Is, at the same time, like, I have friends that are John's and Tim's and Tom's. And Mike's. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, so, like, and not only that, but, like, stay away from, like, the biblical names because they've been used forever. So I'm like, okay, so if we stay away from that stuff, but at the same time, you can't use, like, the Braden Hayden, Jaden Caden. Like, you can't use the, those names either because those are, like, a little too popular. Because um, I just, I don't want. <laughs> Like, it's not, like, the biggest deal in the world, but if I'm going to pick a name for my kid, I don't want my kid to have, like, three friends with the same name as him because I feel like they're just going to form a cult and start sacrificing <laughs> goats. So, wow. I don't know. Like, what do I you do? I know a lot of Toms, but I never the formed Jayden a cult. cult. Well, Tom, were you really good friends with, a, with three other Toms? Did you hang out with three other Toms simultaneously? Because I'm pretty well, like sure. Like in middle school, I think I had a class and there was two other Toms. Yeah, but, and I knew a third other Tom in that yeah, same Yeah, but grade. you weren't hanging out with those Toms because you knew. Like, the, the universe was guiding you away from those Toms because the, it was like, hey, if the four of us end up in a basement we're we're summoning a demon that's that's what's happening a megalo a megalo so Who it's funny ass? that you keep... mega mega high mega low oh. <laughs> sorry <laughs> i know i didn't want to do it but i, I was holding <laughs> that back for the past hour <laughs> so i guess one reason if you're if your main reasoning for naming your child is to stay away from cult names you probably want to stay away from Corey then because uh, the Gaelic word core or Corey 
means in a cauldron or in a hollow. God damn. That's Wow. That's some bubble bubble toil and trouble stuff. Some bubble bobble shit right there. Bub- bubble bobble. That is some mm. bubble bobble. Um, so the, the, it's, uh, I mean, it's not, the thing is, is that ultimately you don't know what the trend is going to necessarily be that year until everybody names their babies. So like mm. you could feel like you're picking something that's like heard of, but not popular. And then your kid could get into school and they have like four other kids named the same yeah. thing. So like, whatever. Yeah. It's like, I just feel like I don't I want to try to avoid that if I can. It's not the biggest deal, but at the same time, I feel like it's really hard because you're trying to stay away from the mainstream stuff, but then... You know you're just going to end up picking a different <laughs> condiment to name him after. That's true. That's yeah. true. Like little mm. mayo. Mustardo. <laughs> <laughs> Mustadio. Ketchup. For, for, the listeners that, for the listeners that don't know, my daughter's name is Maya, and at her first daycare, they did like a photo shoot at their <laughs> one year, and... Um, the person they hired was like straight out of high school or college and just spelt her name horribly wrong. So when we got her, her headshot of the single picture they took of her, it said Mayo <laughs> as her name. And from then on, it's just Whoa. been a... It wasn't just Mayo. It was Mayo Barnatsky. That's true. They yeah. also spelled the last name wrong. So yeah. it was... It was a fail on all fronts. And not only that, but she was sitting as a one-year-old. She was propped up on one elbow, almost in like a James Bond fashion. <laughs> so for like months, I'd be like, the name's Barnatsky. Mayo Barnatsky. <laughs> shake it, not stirred. <laughs> oh, so you got to shake that mayo. Aww. I mean, if you get the squeeze bottles, you do have to shake the mayo to to get it down to the... The squeeze tip. I was just imagining you shaking your daughter and squeezing her. Why? You, Tom, <laughs> Little mayo. Tom, you're not allowed to do that to one-year-olds. I'm just telling was, you right now. You guys both went man. in a weird way. <laughs> I was thinking her asking for her bottle, shaken, not stirred. Oh. See. And you guys took it like a di- two different directions. Neither made any sense to me. So, Corey, the other thing is that you don't shake a bottle because it puts bubbles in it, and then they and then they drink get the gassy. bubbles and they get gassy. Yeah, she was a one year old. It's not like she needs to know that. That's true. You also it's don't the James Bond line. <laughs> I know. I'm just trying to give parental. And you advice. also you also don't shake the mayonnaise. You throw the mayonnaise in the fucking garbage. Yeah. No, you put it on a sandwich. It's fine. No, you oh, don't. Wow. You good. don't. It wets it down. No. Makes oh, the sandwich nice and wet. So does my puke. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, we'd like to thank you for taking the time out of your day to listen to three guys <laughs> ramble about cartoons. If you'd like to ramble about our ramblings, you can join the Cartoon Commentary Podcast group on Facebook. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, or corrections... You can reach us at cartooncommentarypodcast at gmail.com. Oh, There's a lot of corrections, isn't there? Yeah, especially, especially <laughs> with how I just fucked up my outro. Uh, but until all are one, I've been Corey. I've been Tom. And I'm a magical garment girl. We Goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye. Dick. <laughs>